This is an epic episode. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Happy cake to me. Happy cake to me. I've brought us cake. Happy cake to me. Because you love me. That too. <laughs> uh, but because this uh, is series finale. No, I'm not having it. Can you believe it? No, I won't have it. You're staying. And also because I smugly... Jennifer, lock the doors. <laughs> Who's Jennifer? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, also because I wanted to illustrate a point from earlier in the series when we talk about freezing cake. Frozen cake on your plate. This is defrosted frozen cake. Yes, obviously. <laughs> oh, this is the tiny one. Oh mm. my gosh, this is the one that we had at the beginning. The sage and thyme one. Sage and thyme, savoury, not savoury cake. This is like afternoon tea all in one. It is. And it freezes like a dream. Mm. And you can't not have cake for the final episode. No. You couldn't not have had cake for every single episode, but you managed to do it. <laughs> we have eaten well this series, <laughs> haven't we? We've had a lot of cake. I we had that mushrooms that series. time. <laughs> yeah, it's, we've done well. And we've drunk more of your delicious tea. Then it's probably good for you. Probably. <laughs> There'll be an influx of people in Lincolnshire and Oxfordshire going to their family doctors saying, I've got these sort of symptoms and well, I think you've got tea overdose. Yeah, we've <laughs> discovered it's possible. Mm. I'm so, excited about this um, roundup though, which is what we're going to do for our final episode. I'm excited about giving away our final bags. Oh my goodness, should we do the bag first? No, let's tease them, let's do it at the end. <laughs> You're very mean. Okay, we mustn't forget to do it at the end. Okay, right, won't forget. But we thought we'd do a kind of roundup, not a kind of, an actual roundup of everything mm -hmm. that we've um, loved so far in the series mm -hmm. and our favourite books and gardening things yeah. and magazines and, I mean, where to begin? Well, do you have a favourite episode that we had? Any of the cake ones? <laughs> I liked... <laughs> when we did Book of the Week, because we used to do Book of the Week years ago, and we did one book, like a recommended book, and it's nigh on impossible. I, I can't pick a book. Mm. Right, so we've got a couple of books now of things that I would recommend. I said I think we should give you, as a gift, um, our... You apps. pointing to the listener. Yes, sorry, yes, yep. not you, you, the okay. listener and, and viewer. Um, you know, like magazine recommendations that we that we like, and uh, I don't know, books and apps and that kind yeah. of stuff. Just stuff that we find useful that we like. Mm -hmm. um, and I find it really hard because I I generally I've been very lucky in that I have thousands of books, literally. You do, and there are, I think in all of my life there are only three that I've given away or not read entirely because I didn't like them. I seem to just wow. gauge and pick books that you know, I'm like, oh great, that's useful. But almost all of them have got dog-eared corners and things to reference back to. So, mm. I found it difficult. But, we spoke in episode... <laughs> Whichever it was. Episode it was um, about uh, old sayings, old wives' tales, all that kind we of jazz. We did, yeah. And somebody bought me for Christmas this book, Gardening Myths and Misconceptions. Right, by Charles Dowding. Yep. And the Charles Dowding from Instagram. Um, the grandfather of No Dig. Of No Dig. You might yeah. not like that. The or father, father of, of No, no dig. dig, sorry. And this is such a cute quote. If you have a garden and a library, you have everything you need. Mm. 
Yes, you do. And a pot of tea, I would add to that. So, <laughs> randomly, tell me when to stop. Stop. Oh, wrong. Um, okay. And there'll be something like this. It will say, wait to harvest garlic until all its leaves turn yellow. Right? And it will give you immediately whether it's true or untrue. And then a little sort of description about why. And is it true? It's untrue. No. Yeah. And then it'll explain why here. Uh, when removing leguminous plants after the final harvest, leave their roots in the soil with all the nitrogen nodules. And it says here, virtually untrue. No. Yeah. Well, that's shaken my world through. and you've only looked at one page. Pots and trays for seeds and plants must be clean and sterile. I, uh, untrue. Thank goodness. Because that is a job I, I never do. I just think Monty Don's not got enough friends. Because <gasps> all he does is bang on about cleaning pots uh, and stuff. And I'll I be think, his oh. friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think, why? He's always cleaning stuff. I think, gosh. Monty Don is always cleaning pots because he has interns to do quite a lot of everything else. Uh, okay, he's not got anything else to do. I'm making that up. You should never walk on your beds. Untrue. Untrue. I had no idea about mm. this. So anyway. What a lovely book. Yeah, it's a really cute book, isn't Gardening it? Gardening Myths and Misconceptions That's by that Charles one. Dowding. That's a great choice. I'm going to talk about this one for like 20 seconds, but it's just brilliant. This uh, is Wilding, right, by Isabella Tree. It's a fantastic a good book. book. Um, and this is about the Nep estate and how they ran into a bit of financial trouble with the validity of keeping it as a milking farming estate. Mm. Shut the dairy? I guess, mm. right? Um, and didn't have anything else to do. And while they were trying to work out what the future would be, suddenly noticed that very quickly the land, you know, nature started taking over and uh, accidentally at first ended up with an entirely naturalised estate. And it was the first in this country? I think so. What's amazing about what they've done at NEP, and she catalogues the story in that book. Mm. Um, I love how many pages you've got turned down on yeah. the edges, by the way. Um, <laughs> is how they've built it into a sustainable farm. Yes. And you can buy the meat online and they'll deliver it to I you. I didn't know that. It's fantastic. What's, what's really cute is the, you know, throughout the story, they say things like um, there's a rare bird that is uh, that hasn't been seen in this country for ages. One year, it starts nesting there because mm. the environment is right. They, uh, it, what's the nightingales? Yes. They have nightingales that nest and stay there. It's super cute. So it's that's that one. Cracking book. Yeah. I don't want to linger story. too much on that. And then my last book of the book bit is this one. It's called Last Child in the Woods. Ooh. And it is subtitled Saving Our Children from Nature Deficit Disorder. And it is epic. This is a second copy because I lent my copy to somebody. Never and lent they anyone got, a book. Didn't get it back. Oh, no. There you go. Um, Who's it by? It is by Richard Louvre. Do you think that's Louvre? Love, love. L-O-U-V. Answers on a postcard, please. Yes, let us know, Richard, if you're listening. How do you pronounce your name? Thanks very much. Goodbye. Um, and uh, love some, your work. Somebody, <laughs> said, somebody said, uh, Geraldine Page, as Carrie Watts in The Trip to Bountiful said, I bet I can live to 100 if only I can get outdoors again. Mm. Lovely, isn't it? That's a quote at the beginning of the book, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, each chapter is, is headed by a that's quote. That's a really interesting choice. Uh, and it's the uh, this concept of um, what does it mean? What, does, what is nature deficit disorder? What does it look like? How does it present in children? Um, and, and what does it mean? Um, and somebody, I, I bought this one secondhand because I couldn't find it new, uh, has highlighted this, which I just think is wonderful. There's a great need to educate parents about this research, to awaken or inspire the parents' pleasure with nature play as the necessary context for continued nature experiences for their children. Mm. Um, because we don't let kids play in dirt and roll around and kiss frogs and all that kind of jazz yeah. anymore. 
and it's causing a deficit, and that in turn is causing um, behavioural issues. That's interesting. With I saw only the yeah, other week a bunch of kids doing this thing called in our local woodland um, called I think lots of places called it call it Forest Club. Um, this was yep. called the Hedgehog Club, yep. and they were you know kissing frogs yep. and building dens, and it was like yep. swallows and Amazons. It was yeah, lovely. yeah. And sometimes in those they will trap a pigeon and strip it and kill it and eat it. And, Gosh, that's you know, graphic. They can do the whole thing. Um, wow. Some of them don't. Don't let that put you off if you think, oh, I don't want my child doing that. But that some of them will go, you know, right to the nth degree and say, well, it's all nature and natural and good for you to learn about it. Can there be um, a grown-ups one of those? That shouldn't quite there be? Fun. Do you know what's so funny? A couple of years ago, I was talking to somebody about this exact thing. I was saying, well, why, isn't, why is it restricted to kids? Just, there are multiple generations that have missed out on that. Yeah. In the recent Gen Z, Y, D, whatever they've started doing. <laughs> not cool. Not very cool. Um, mm. So anyway, there's a couple of books that I recommend. Okay. You've got a book, but you've got some other cool stuff as well, mm. including a sexy looking magazine that looks like some sort of brochure for a retreat. Gonna, Is it oh, a brochure for I'm, a retreat? That was me putting my cake down, which I've now finished. Mm. Oh, right. I think um, we all heard. Yeah, I think everyone heard. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about our favourite magazines. And so I brought one of my favourites along, which is called The Simple Things magazine. And it's... it's very a, pretty. It's very pretty magazine. It's got dog ears. Why has it got dog ears? Um, Good things in it. Well, Jez, I must confess, I am in it, which... <laughs> <laughs> when you say it's a favourite... That particular issue is a favourite magazine because you're in it. Are you in, in it regularly? I am in it regularly. And oh. I write a piece for them called Veg Patch Pantry which is oh, um, recipes um, inspired by my harvests and tales of oh. stories from the veg patch. Cute. Um, always featuring pictures of Hadley and so on. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the vibe of the whole magazine. It's about enjoying the simple things in life Can and taking time to get outside or make something or... Oh, it smells quite nice too. Really? I do love a good smelly magazine. I often do that with books. Magazines are the ones that often are good for... Mm, there's a certain know, print smell, isn't there? I thought I knew how strange you were by the end of episode five. <laughs> oh, and I'm realising that I'm watching you <laughs> nice. sniff a magazine. Can I just say, That's though, for the record, I didn't sniff any of your pages. Okay. I was very clear, clear not to do that. That's good. I didn't want to weird you out. Glad about that, but it's a very it's a lovely lifestyley cup of tea and an afternoon it. kind of magazine. You can get it from all good news agents, but I like oh. it as well because it is Not an independent one. magazine, which oh. is vanishingly rare. Very rare these days. Mm -hmm. So um, hurrah! Yummy. Um, your magazine is an altogether more practical one, isn't it? Yeah, I was gifted this. I'm not a magazine person. In fact, I'm not a media person. I, I like books. I have way too many to read, so I don't... I actually find magazines a bit annoying oh. because it's an extra thing to read. <laughs> and if they keep coming... I hate subscriptions. Don't ever buy me a subscription because they just pile up on the side because I think, oh, gosh, I've... I've got oh. loads of books to read. I don't need more stuff to read. I feel under pressure, you know? Oh, but I like to sit down on a weekend morning and, like, flick through a magazine as I'm having my breakfast. I like the Financial Times at the, at the weekend. Wow. Because it's got loads of artsy stuff in it mm, and pictures. Mm. <laughs> I skip all the important stuff that most people buy the Financial Times for. But this magazine... I like it because it's pink. <laughs> it's the only reason. 
Um, this magazine is called... This is called Garden Answers. Mm. And I was given a few of them by somebody because they were like, oh, you know, you like gardening. Have some like answers. Dandelion picker. Do you remember that when you bought your dandelion picker in? <laughs> yes. Someone was like, oh, Kathy likes gardening. What's that? No idea. She'll have one of those. What, do you buy the Two gardener pounds. who's got everything? <laughs> yeah. Dandelion yeah. picker. Um, but actually, I thought, you know, oh, look at that. What's it go. got seeds that's in where, it? Yeah, that's Ooh, where more came free from. Free seeds. Um, and, and it's got the usual stuff that you'd find in pretty much any garden magazine, but it is literally people writing in saying, why does this do this? And there's lots of, you know, inspiration and aspiration in there, of course, but it's normal people's gardens with issues and expert, you know, responses and stuff. And that's what I kind of quite liked about it. I mean, it's, yeah. all garden magazines are a bit of a much of a muchness. Let's, you know, let's be just Ooh. clear and honest about okay. this. Okay. Um, but I like the fact that they address challenges and problems throughout the whole thing. It feels a little less pretentious. I mean, it's got the usual gardening pretentiousness creeping in it. But some um, of them can make you feel a little bit inferior because they're beautiful, glossy yes. pictures of fabulous yes. gardens in yeah. wintertime. And you're like, my box hedge doesn't look like that in wintertime. Yeah, it's not, absolutely. You know. um, whereas that's a bit more down to earth. Yeah, absolutely. I like the look of it. It looks like it's full of tips. It's easy. It's sort of a cross between... <laughs> Please don't say readers' wives. It's a, it's, a, it's a cross between readers' wives or 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 like Heat magazine, Gardener's World, and um, that catalogue that's got all of the random stuff in it. You know, like Tupperware magazine, Betterware. Yeah. You know, that's got the one big slipper that with that will plug in and be electrically heated. Or you know, lasagna from one ninety nine a meal delivered to your door. So. Um, yeah, that's garden. I think it has a certain Thanks. demographic, which probably isn't mine. Isn't quite. I think you're a little too young for it as well. I'm, not gonna <laughs> so lie I'm really glad you said that. <laughs> um, I've got another book for you, um, which is my uh, uh, sort of nature book recommendation. It's called Wintering by Catherine May, um, and it's a year. Wait, a is it fiction? It is not oh, fiction. Carry on, interested. <laughs> Oh, I know. I've yet to change you from your fiction uh, yes. dislike. Um, it's non-fiction. It's a memoir. And it's about the power, as the subtitle says, the power of rest and retreat in difficult times. Hmm. Now, I am not good at winter. No. I like Christmas. Yes. So I can get as far as Christmas. <laughs> That's it. And then January arrives and I'm like, well, there's now yeah. no point living until yeah. April. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's Four not months. quite Written the case, off. but um, and wintering is converting me to the joys of winter. So each chapter, partly it's memoir about uh -huh. her not being very well during winter and having a little boy and being quite isolated okay. and how she got through that and yes. the things that winter taught her because it happened nice, during winter. Nice, nice. So each chapter she covers a different subject, one of which is water and swimming, which yeah, I yeah. love, um, but also taking time uh, like she reflects on the light and then she reflects on the nature of hibernating for a bit like literally hibernating for a while and not really going out the house and Sounds how lovely. that can actually be a lovely thing and a yeah. restorative thing and that we put too much pressure on ourselves to always be do 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 and should yeah. should should and ought 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 and <laughs> um, and not enough time enjoying a walk in the late January frost for example Okay. Yeah. So it's um it's very evocative and she writes very beautifully and if you don't like winter 
Um, or if you like nature writing, it's a, it's a cracker. I love the idea that some of these books um, and magazines and stuff that we choose actually uh, are uh, somewhat inspirational. Mm. Not necessarily by design, but <clears throat> I find this... We're just coming out of it now, I suppose, aren't we? But the the period of time through winter, for example, I, it's a great time to sit, reset, restock, work out what you're going to do, yeah. and hunker down and read more. Because you don't yeah. feel like necessarily hunkering down when it's lovely and sunny and gorgeous outside, do you? But you definitely do when it's winter. And then you're ready for now as yeah. we get into the middle of spring mm, and it's rested. all feeling yeah rested this is the beginning of the year i think <laughs> for you. just yeah. for me anyway. this is kathy's new year yeah we it is sort of you know western new year chinese new year and then kathy new year but i would argue that this is nature's new year as well because it's the start of everything and everything's properly growing now and the weather's warming up and things are kicking into yeah. life and mm -hmm. although again days. if you look at things differently and really look at what's going on all throughout winter it's alive under the soil it's mm. a hive of activity under there getting ready preparing connecting growing it's different things that it's are growing true. you can't see them and also i'm a big advocate of the fact that winter is nature's period of rest mm. and we ignore it and it's really important that we rest as well mm. and press reset and stop which is what wintering's about yeah. i really recommend it nice uh, um i've got an app i knew you'd have an app you're all technology uh, tech too show cool me, for school show me your so app you downloaded it for me because my phone is over there uh, doing some recording there you go oh thanks darling <clears throat> it is called picture this and um it will try and make you subscribe to it and i have had a subscription for a year forgot to renew the subscription and it works exactly the same without the subscription so i don't quite understand what i was subscribing for so what happens is you find you can search through stuff and find out you know there's loads more that you can do with it but here's the thing this is what i love for it this little button down here um the little camera button uh yes we would like to allow access uh uh, would like to send you notifications. No thanks. <laughs> Continue. Uh, just set it up. Um, so, so there you can see there is um, the camera. Um, you can take photos of stuff. So you might be out in a garden somewhere and think, of what's plants. That? Like yeah, you yeah. can't plants, take okay. trees, any leaf really. Okay. It or network of flowers. You can do flowers. Not what's as well. this? It's a spaniel, right? It's like yeah. what's this? It's an oak tree. Oh yes. Yeah. Picture this plants. Picture yeah. this dog, though. Yeah, that? that would be very cool. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you take a picture of the leaf, uh, click identify. Yeah. And um, then you go and ID and in progress, you can find the result when your connection improves. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's because you're on airplane I'm mode. On airplane so anyway, mode. what happens is you take a photo and it comes back and says, oh, it's this. And then says, they grow here. These are the problems with them. This is how you grow them. Be careful of this. It's poisonous or not poisonous. It prefers this type of humidity. Oh. It prefers that. Gives you the whole gamut of stuff. Well, this is... Really cool. A disaster for my mother. No, I think they're because good. My, my mother is... The reason I contact my mum is to send her a picture of a plant and go, oh. Mum, what's this? And she goes, oh, well, it's a such and such. You can't have one, darling. It won't grow in your soil or something oh. like that. She's incredibly knowledgeable. But oh yes, well maybe she no, is that. She's What's defunct. your mum's name? 
Angela. So maybe the, maybe that is. I'm going to start calling that app Angela. Angela. I'm going to rename it as Angela. <laughs> I think you can ask it. Angela, what's yes, this? Yes, yes. If you're giving your mum's number, I probably <laughs> you could. You could just do that. Angela, you don't know me, but we've given your number to everybody on the podcast, <laughs> on the Roots Wings of Things show. Oh, seven, eight, nine. It's, it's a free series <laughs> and a free service. So uh, you just have to accept the calls. <laughs> but that's brilliant for people without an Angela. Yes, and it's actually awesome for me because I've got so many plants that sometimes in here I do forget. And what was really useful when we moved house was click picture. Oh, it can't go there. It really needs to go in the other room. Oh, it'll be all right here. That was quite nice. Yeah. And when you're outside, something grows out. You're like, I don't know what the hell that is. And you just click. Oh, it's that. That's brilliant. great. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's free. Um, I have an app that I like that's similar, but it's downside. Well, possibly is that it's connected to a shopping website, which is why they've made it. So okay. it's called Iris and it does a similar thing where you take a photo of a yep. plant and it identifies it. And then it says, do you have this plant in your garden? You say yes. And it says, okay, so um, here's your calendar for the year. I'm going to put a notification so you prune it at this time and you oh, do this at this cute. time, do this at this time. Or if you haven't got it, it says, do you not have this plant? No, I don't. Let me take you to Crocus where you can buy it. I've had other plant places are available because Crocus don't sponsor mm. us. Um, so definitely don't buy anything from them. Um, I, I'm sorry. I really like Crocus. It's a great They are website. hideously expensive, But Crocus. the plants are really good quality. They Actually, come when they're supposed to. They don't and, come when they're supposed oh, to, but they are good quality. And, it, and it's all neatly in that nice app, the, telling me when mm -hmm. to prune them well all and plant them so I'll give them that at Crocus. Yeah. yeah. Got a good package. Um, <laughs> uh, um, remind me what you're saying, because it's quickly disappearing. <laughs> the very uh, final episode. Apps that tell you what to do. <clears throat> That's right. Um, I think I've had the Irish one. You have to pay for it, don't you? didn't oh okay maybe, maybe i didn't not. have the right function on it but okay fine well, well, technology is amazing one. for stuff like that now though, yeah it is it? still doesn't quite be just getting out and just being in it yes now, does it? do you know i used an app a while ago that i can't remember the name of now which had a facility for you to lay out your veg patch um, and it oh, would say, so the, this is the size of your veg patch, yeah. so you can fit six cabbages oh along gosh, there. And then it would give you a calendar with like, so your cabbages, plant your cabbages out, you should have cabbages now. And it was lovely if a little um, rigorous, right. which is not really how I grow. But I found that I had my phone with me or my, my iPad with me whenever I was gardening because I was always referring to it to go, mm -hmm. oh, what should I be doing now? And that's not why I garden nope. so i'm fully analog now and it's scraps of paper on graph I paper have and decided so you know what the vegetable and, and uh, fruit garden was like at the farm mm. and it was big it was a big space this here i've intentionally created a very tiny little space because i'm starting to put it in the borders <gasps> i'm going potager style oh i like that i'm going idea. stick it in and what is that going to what are you going to put in the borders anything i bloody want goodness jez You've become very liberated over the course of this series. I've I think we should do another one of these series, and by the end of it, you'll be calling me Sue. <laughs> There'll be a whole nother change. And that's a definitely another podcast. I've loved this. This has been so much fun. It has, really we, has. I've I got sort of feel sad to say goodbye. I know. We'll be back, though, won't we? I really hope so. Can we drop a few specials, as the kids say? Oh, well, you've ruined it now, haven't you? So I suppose we have to tell them. Yes, there will be some specials. We are, this is the end of series five right? mm. of the Roots Wings Things show as it now is. 
uh, not shoe, although there could be a clothing line, uh, <laughs> and there will be some specials and some very exciting specials coming up. So keep your little beady eyes open. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and definitely follow Glutz underscore Gluttony and at that Jez Rose on Instagram because that's where the news will be first when the new specials arrive. So you're so good at that. Thanks. <laughs> Been practicing my thought of the day. <laughs> right, get out of my house. Okay. Go home. Bye. <laughs> I want my house back. I'm going to put this back. <laughs> Let's go and get Woody out for a week.